Welcome to The Points. This is the show designed to help educate, entertain, and empower you on how to use your travel rewards, credit card points, frequent flyer and hotel points, or whatever it may be to help you get on the way to your next getaway. My name is Joe Northern, and today we are going to do a little bit of a different topic, and that is talking about what is in my wallet as it stands right now, and kind of what my points and miles strategy is at the moment. Uh, This is taping as of summer 2023, so if you're listening to this a little bit later than that, of course, some of the sign-up bonuses, point multipliers may have changed from the initial time of taping. But this is, as of summer 2023, what I am doing currently to just continue to amass my points and miles and along with using specific points and miles for my future getaways, travels, etc., you name it. So, going to be a little bit of a different topic than talking about a program or what's new with programs, etc., but talking a little bit about what is in my wallet right now, and what is going to be my strategy moving forward. Also, before we get started, if you haven't had a chance to hit that subscribe button, please do so when you get a chance on wherever you listen to your podcast. It definitely helps grow the show and get more information about what we're all about, and leaving a rating as well. That way we can get in front of the eyes and ears of those who are trying to figure out more on how they can save for their next getaway and learn how to gain more points and miles and use more points and miles for their next trip as well. You can also shoot me an email as well. That's joetothepoints at gmail.com. That's J-O-E to the points. T-O-T-H-E-P-O-I-N-T-S at gmail.com. Now, before we get started today, let's dive into something that I do want to try to do before leading off with every episode, and that is getting you caught up on some of the news of the week that has happened in the world of points and miles. First off is, of course, the new 5X earning categories for the Chase Freedom Flex, 5X cashback if you don't transfer it to the Ultimate Rewards Travel Portal. Or 5x points if you do travel transfer it to that portal. So the categories for the third quarter are a lot similar to last year, as in live entertainment and gas stations are going to qualify for 5x back. But also this year it'll be EV charging um, in the in the mix as well. So for the third quarter from July 1st to September 30th. It is 5X on gas stations, EV charging, and select live entertainment. So I can tell you Ticketmaster absolutely works on this. Um, Did it last year for a couple of concerts and um, for a game or two as well. So would highly recommend that if you do have the Freedom Flex and you're trying to get some easy 5X cash back on the rotating categories, go ahead and get this one locked in. And... If you have already activated for quarter number two, there's still time until June 30th to get 5X back on Amazon and Lowe's purchases. So all Amazon and Lowe's purchases, you can get 5% back. Keep in mind, however, that is only up to $1,500 per quarter. So if you keep utilizing that card for 5X rotating categories, just note you can only spend up to $1,500. But that also being said whether it be the cash back or the 5x points, nothing to sneeze at. If you are a T-Mobile customer, some great news for you came in last week, according to the points guy. 
Now, T-Mobile users can enjoy unlimited in-flight messaging and access to the in-flight Wi-Fi on all major U.S. airlines, or many, I should say, major U.S. airlines, by opting into one of its Go 5G plans, which is available on Alaska Airlines flights, Delta Airlines flights, and United flights to and from within the United States. So, if you do happen to have one of those plans, it just got a little bit more sweet for you to be a T-Mobile customer since now you get access to onboard texting or free onboard texting and the Wi-Fi ready to go. If you missed the high sign-up bonuses that American Express was offering on its Delta credit cards, well, guess what? They are back with several of bonus miles, with several of the high bonus offers returning if you've never had any of those cards before, resulting up to potentially up to 100,000 100, bonus miles, depending on which card that you get. Of course, this is for the Delta Personal cards, the Delta Gold, Platinum, and Reserve cards, as well as the business options. So we'll have a link in the description for you. Um, but I can tell you that the nice thing about having more Delta Miles in the stash, and we'll talk about this on a future episode too, is that because of you even holding the Delta credit card, should you redeem those miles on Delta.com, you're going to get 15% back on your miles redemption. So what you may be seeing if you, do, if you purchase a flight with miles, if you don't have a Delta credit card compared to one, if you do, can be pretty substantial. So... Not only that, the annual fees, fairly reasonable, again, depending on how much of an avid Delta flyer you are or looking for additional perks on that. Got a link in the description for you. Earn as little as 65,000 bonus miles for the personal gold, all the way up to 100,000 miles for the reserve business card. So for the, for the personal offer, 65,000 for the gold. The platinum and reserve are 85,000 apiece. Uh, but the reserve and platinum with much higher annual fees. And for the business options, uh, 70,000 miles for the business gold after spending 3K in the first three months. Business platinum, 4,000 spend equals 90,000 miles, and then 100,000 miles after 6,000, should you want to get the Sky Miles Reserve business card. I've had the platinum for a while. That is a near tie at the all-time high of 90,000. That's at least what I got in on it. And the 70000 on the gold business is a near all-time high, too. The personal offer is a little bit lower than the ones that came out earlier this year, but still very good if you're trying to get your hands on some Delta Sky Miles. And finally, in terms of route expansion news, new airlines getting new routes in the United States, one of which LATAM Airways, based in Latin America, I believe Peru, will finally be flying to Atlanta in addition to daily to Delta's daily service. So if you've been looking to try to make it down to Peru, Atlanta is now going to be giving you another option to do that. That's going to be on a large 7-3, or excuse me, a 737-767-300 um, ER. So that's going to be 20 business po pods, 233 seats, and it's about a seven-hour flight. Uh, so that'll be effective in October, October 29th, uh, per one mile at a time. And also, too, uh, one big winner in expansion of routes uh, has to go to Portland and Miami with Alaska Airlines announcing a flight that would be going round, that'll be daily, year-round, from Portland to Miami. 
not even a day or two afterwards, it is American Airlines kind of defending the turf a little bit with them too adding a round trip going from Portland to Miami. That is effective on November 5th, 2023. So now it's kind of it's kind of funny though that we see this because technically American and Alaska are both partners in the One World Alliance. So you would think um, kind of similar to maybe how the Northeast Alliance was, keyword was, since that's going to be getting untied down the road, um, of having one airline kind of supply more of that West Coast demand and another in the East and Central. Not necessarily the case on um, Alaska and American in this situation where they're going to be kind of competing against each other. But consumers that, um, that are in Portland trying to go to Miami and Miami offering more options to go to Portland, those are, those are wins for customers. And that is the news, at least for this week. Um, so we'll have the links in the descriptions for you to read up on more of that information when you get a chance. Let's go ahead and talk about what's in my wallet. Now, if you went back and listened to an earlier episode that essentially I have amassed a ridiculous amount of points across the board, depending on whichever carrier I wish to fly with. Um, This was at a time, again, during COVID when there wasn't too much traveling going on, but I was still in a position where I was working not only full time, but also some side opportunities in the wedding industry as well. And I was in a region where weddings were firing up back at a normal pace compared to other parts of the country. So uh, there was more income and more opportunities for me to amass those points and miles um, because just quite simply, I was making enough to kind of churn that easy. But effectively, I was just kind of working all the time and not having time to travel. So obviously, you take the good, you take the bad from there. So since starting my points and miles journey back in January of 2018, I want to say I have 19 cards in the arsenal right now. Now, I would say, of course, if you know you can't do 19 cards, then don't do 19 cards. But the majority of these are just kind of um, cards that kind of go in the sock drawer that aren't used often unless for a specific purpose. And we'll be talking about those in depth as well. But... Um, just because I have all these cards doesn't mean I use all of these religiously every day. Not the case at all. Instead, I have a defined purpose for which card I use primarily for groceries, which card I use primarily for flights, travel, etc. So your spending habits may be completely different from mine. What you use to wish to try to amass more points may be different than the way that I do mine. So that is completely different and completely up to you. I'm not going to tell you this is the absolute way you have to do it because there's no absolute right or wrong way to do it. So that's nice as well. So to start, I'm going to talk about really the core cards that are my daily drivers that I have a specific purpose for these and these only um, as my primary cards that I use more often than not. And the one that comes out to me right now is the American Express Gold Card because I have religiously used that for dining and groceries when not chasing any sign-up bonuses since having the card in 2018 because, again, 4X X American Express points on groceries, 4X on dining. You can also get 3X on flights booked through airlines as well. 
So that's nice. In addition, you can get $10 in Uber cash every month and $10 off a Grubhub order every month. So having those is nice. It makes effectively that $250 annual fee $10, and you're just continuing to add up points on that card. So that is the one that I've used if I'm not chasing any bonuses is, the, um, is, is indeed the gold card. And it's been in my wallet for a long time, will continue to be there as well. The next one is a more recent entry as of November 2021, but it's one that I use primarily for a multitude of reasons. Um, it's a 2x card on everything, but has higher multipliers in their, in their travel portals, and that's the Capital One Venture X. So again, 2x, 2x Capital One miles on everything, and then 5x if you book airlines specifically through this card on Capital One. And 10x on hotels and rental cards if you book through Capital One's portal. Um, whenever I got this, I got in when it was the 100,000 point bonus. Um, there were some major expenses I had to take care of at that time. And thankfully was able to meet that. And of course, since it is a visa and my... My mortgage uh, provider allows me to pay with the visa. This is one that I use quite a bit. I don't use it all the time, but it's one that's in the rotation quite frequently. Same thing for, same thing with plastic, since I use that to pay my HOA fees, which another story for another day, but um, having that in the arsenal and just generating 2x points without ease, um, they, they do add up over time and have been beneficial for um, for at least just uh, building up that stash of where it is right now. So, and not to mention too, the three hundred dollar travel credit every year. It is so nice to use, and in addition, on top of that as well, getting the lounge access network, including the Capital One Lounge, which is my favorite lounge in the world as of right now, uh, down in Dallas, and that network only continuing to expand. So. Cannot say enough good things about the Venture X. I would say it is a premium card that would kind of help you dip your toes if you didn't want to dive in immediately to do the Amex Platinum or the Chase Sapphire Reserve. This is absolutely one that I would say of the premium cards that are out there right now, it is the most accessible and is the most useful. Um, if you're looking for something simple at 2X and if you know how to use the multipliers within the Capital One Travel Portal, could not recommend that one more. So VentureX is my other daily driver. The next one that I have is my City Premier card. So the City Premier card is a $95 annual fee, but it's 3X not only on gas, which this one I primarily use this one on gas. There's another one that I interchange with I'll talk about in a second. But using this for gasoline and really having a bunch of those city points in the tank when you realize you may or may not need them is absolutely useful because of some of their transfer partners as well. Um, I know one and specifically with Choice Hotels, a one to two ratio, that helped pay for two nights um, on a New York trip that my fiance and I went on earlier this spring and really just kind of being a, a source of just some transfer partners you otherwise wouldn't expect. JetBlue also in the equation, I believe Turkish is in there as well. I could be wrong. Um, just so many different transfer partners that capital, that city is able to utilize with is nice. And recently too, for um, City Premier 
card holders. They've now activated their travel, travel portal with Booking.com. So two, I can get 10x on hotels and cars booked through them if I wanted to book that specifically through the city travel portals. So it's a good 3x card too. Again, not just for gas, but hotels, airfare, travel. So if I don't want to put one, if I don't want to put any fees on a different card, this one is a really good kind of stop gate in the middle to get you moving. So I would say the city premier, definitely a daily driver for me. Finally, the last of the daily drivers that I use is um, really, it used to be the Chase Freedom Unlimited. We're just going to say the Freedom products as a whole. So the Freedom Unlimited and the Freedom Flex, because with both, you get 5x on travel, book through Chase. You get 3x on dining and on drugstores between the two. But individually, they have some really good perks on top of that, specifically with the Freedom Flex, the 5x on rotating categories every quarter. Um, if it's a quarter, I know I'm going to be spending a lot of time or resource or money on that category. It's one that really amasses up quick to get 7,500 ultimate rewards points without ease. And the Freedom Unlimited, too, um, again, just a great one to have with 1.5x if you want to put anything on that card at 1.5x. If that's the case, I typically shift that over to the Capital One Venture X, but if, you know, the Freedom Unlimited is a little bit better, sometimes it's a better choice to use that if I'm trying to get a few more Chase Ultimate Rewards points in the tank. So the Freedom products as a whole, that is probably... Um, my next daily driver, my four of five that I would utilize the most. My last one I use primarily, and really the main reason why I use this one is because there's not any transfer partners with this card because it's an American Airlines card and there's no transfer partners with AA. So I use this one typically, most typically for business expenses, if not all for business expenses, um, because again, there are no transfer bonuses or no transfer partners that go to AA. So having enough AA miles in the stash in case you need to take an emergency trip on them, or if you're like me and you found a crazy good deal to go to the Maldives or return from the Maldives for 40,000 points, um, it's good to have those American Airlines points ready to go. And with this card, it's 2x on internet, 2x on office, I believe 2x on office supplies, 2x on American Airlines purchases, 2x on gas, which if I'm not, if I'm going on the road for, if I'm calling a game or on the road for work straight up, I'm using this for gas all the time. So it's good to have that in the tank. And then, of course, down the road, um, should we want to, should we add some investment properties in the future? Um, this is definitely going to be one if I can use a portal to pay that mortgage every month. Um, the AA Advantage uh, Platinum Select, uh, the Business Platinum Select, I should say, is going to be one I'm going to be keeping in mind. Honorable mentions, um, just to throw them out there, not because I use them all the time, but really kind of use them sparingly because of some of the perks that they do have on their hands and Really, too, um, the multipliers are sometimes better than others if needed. I'm uh, going to lead off with the city, with the, excuse me, the Chase Business, Inc. Business Preferred, uh, 3x on internet, 3x on travel, 
And of course, if you don't have a Sapphire Preferred or Reserve, you have the ability to transfer your ultimate rewards points to partners. So leaving this one open has been a big one for me um, since I've had it for a little over four years now. So the Ink Business Preferred is one that I use for some travel expenses. If I know I'm going to get a 3x multiplier that is, and I want some chase points, that is the one I use. The other one that I use in terms of some other travel to add to the tank is the American Express green card on top of that. Since out of all of the Amex products out there, there's only one card that really has, that amasses all travel in its own category, and that's the green card. But also, too, you get the $189 clear credit. You get the $50 lounge buddy credit on top of as well. So for a 150 annual fee to get those perks and benefits on top of that, I mean, the card effectively pays for itself. So um, I guess I don't want to say it's like a platinum light by, by any means, but if you do travel a lot um, and utilize more bookings like Airbnb or Verbo, bed and breakfast, even airport parking too, like all forms of travel, transit, this is a good card to keep on hand um, for that. And if you are a little more loyal to the Amex ecosystem as well. So uh, the, the green card is one that comes out every so often. I really interchange between that business preferred and the green card. But again, it's really just looking at, do I want to earn more Amex points this month or do I want to earn more chase points this month? So you really kind of pick your battles since um, these two do have the 3X multipliers for really all forms of travel so really good to have on hand but again not a daily driver for me and finally the two honorable mentions that are at least getting a lot of use currently into the summer um, are cards that were one trying to chase a sign up bonus and two one that had a very good referral multiplier offer as well so the first one the chase sapphire preferred Everyone's talked about it. It is the card that is the best starter travel card out there, um, not only because of the high sign-up bonuses, which flux fluctuate, but the great earning rates, the 5x on travel, 3x on streaming services, 3x on online grocery purchases, and 2x or 3x on dining, and then 2x on all forms of travel as well. I had this card originally five years ago, um, whenever I was trying to open up and get some points in the Chase Ultimate Rewards program, but downgraded that to a Freedom Unlimited since I had the business, uh, since I had the business preferred, no need to have two cards that can transfer both to the same pots of Ultimate Rewards, and instead of paying two $95 annual fees, it's not a bad idea to pay just one, but I did selfishly get this one um, earlier, Earlier in the spring, one of the 80,000-point sign-up bonus was active, so have been hammering just about everything on that one, most everything on that one, um, just to hit that 80,000-point bonus. Uh, was also very thankful to get a referral off, um, refer my card out to get an additional 15,000 points as well, so um, I've said that chase points are probably the most valuable to have, at least for me. I'll talk a little bit more on that in my strategy, but again, Sapphire Preferred, big one in my book. And the other one is the Delta Personal Gold card, whenever some of their new sign-up bonuses were coming out at 70,000 points, and there was a, the Personal Platinum at 90,000 points. 
Um, so again, the Delta Miles now with their new benefit of having Take 15, um, getting 15% off their award redemptions on their on their website. If you have a Delta credit card or Delta Gold or above credit card, um, was something I shouldn't be sneezing at, quite frankly. Um, so got that bonus, but then my mom got wanted to hop in on the fun and try to get 70,000 Delta Miles. So. I referred my card to her, but I realized that now there is a perk of getting 5x on groceries on top of the 2x that you're earning with with all Delta purchases and dining and supermarkets. So effectively, I'm earning 7x on groceries until the end of June, which is uh, pretty remarkable, quite frankly. Um, but I think that offer to refer out to get 5X has gone away. 5X additionally on top of the 2X has gone away, unfortunately. But um, we are slowly, I, and I say we, my fiance and I are slowly becoming more Delta loyalists. Um, so this card's great for us to have right now. Um, but again, the Delta Gold with the 5X multiplier, and if there's an all-time high sign-up bonus for that, it's definitely good to have at the moment and getting a free bag on Delta. That definitely doesn't sneeze either. But after that grocery multiplier ends, I'm probably not going to be using that one as much. And now if we get to the sock drawer gang cards that never really get any use um, that often unless we absolutely have to use them. Uh, we start off with the Southwest Duo cards that I have, uh, the Premier Business and, well, now recently the priorities since I wanted to get an upgrade for 5,000 points, but literally these two are only used for Southwest purchases, which I don't fly all the time, not as much as I used to, but um, just to kind of keep that stash moving and going because of the hub statuses in St. Louis and Kansas, or Focus City statuses in Kansas City and St. Louis, Having at least those in the tank um, in case of an emergency are, are good to have. And plus, uh, my priority, which used to be a Southwest Plus card, has a 69, has been my longest card that I've held at the $69 annual fee, now at $145. But I imagine that's going to be downgraded back to $69 when I downgrade the product down the road. The next one is an Inc. Business Unlimited, 1.5 back on everything that overlaps, so that is definitely a sock drawer card. Blue Business Plus from American Express, kind of interchangeable with a Capital One on the 2x multiplying factor. Again, that's just, I'm trying to get some more Amex points in, in the stash, but again, American Express not accepted everywhere, sometimes a little difficult to do that, but good to have in the tank in case you need it. And now, really, these uh, last couple of cards I have, not necessarily because of the duplicate benefits, but because of having something called a free checked bag on these as well. The American um, Aviator card from Barclays. I got this one two years ago, whenever it was a 65, I think it was the 65,000 point bonus. You had to pay the annual fee, but after one purchase. So that was a sweet deal to get on that one, but one that I haven't really amassed as many points as I would like. And since I'm getting a lot of the duplicate benefits on my City Platinum, City AA Platinum business, uh, that one I will say is probably going to be either down, will likely be downgraded to a no annual fee product that'll 
I would say hang out in the sock drawer or have like a one one occurring purchase a month, something like that. Uh, same thing for the Delta Sky Miles business gold card that I've had. It's one that I've had for a couple of years because I didn't get the personal gold as it stands. And while some of these do have a lot of duplicate benefits, I think having the personal the personal gold instead of the business gold, I think is going to be a little bit more at, or a little more valuable to me, I should say. So I think um, leaving. So moving that credit to the Blue Business Plus and kind of simplifying the Amex portfolio a little bit um, is something that I'm looking at in the future because, again, if there's duplicate benefits, no need to pay another annual fee on that. And then the last one, I'm, I'm on the fence about downgrading when the annual fee hits next year, uh, the United Explorer Mileage Plus. Uh, this one, it's a $95 annual fee, but it does allow specific award availability that you don't get on its lower annual fee cards from what I understand and you get a free check back which you don't get on the lower fee cards now the issue is is that United doesn't have too many flights that go um, from my neck of the woods in fact they there was at one point in time there were flights from Denver and Chicago where I live in Columbia Missouri as it stands but those have since um, been suspended so I think of flying United, the really big use of United points for me is the, is the partner awards and partner availabilities. So I think while having this card now um, is good for the award availability, I'm not sure if it's going to apply for the future. So if worse comes to worse, downgrade and then reapply for the Explorer and move on from there. So... That is at least one thing I'm looking at with um, the Explorer Mileage Plus. But again, I don't see that one staying in the arsenal for too much longer. So kind of in short, my big strategy is utilizing cards like my daily drivers that I use all the time is to use those cards for ensuring that I could transfer my points to any major travel partner should that time come. And that's really useful to have that kind of in your back wallet rather than being committed to one specific airline or one specific program. It may be nice to have all those miles in one pod in one program, but if you're trying to fly somewhere that doesn't have a Southwest Airlines flight or you go somewhere that there's only one United flight a day and if you can't get on it, you're out of luck... Um, having the transferable points in different pots between Chase, American Express, City, and Capital One give you those opportunities. And not only that, you can use those points in their specific travel portals to book those flights directly, and they treat those as if it's a cash booking. So having that also in the arsenal for you to utilize your points on a, to pay for it as a normal flight itself it's very useful to do. Now, I would only recommend doing that on a chase card by, by all means, um, but you do have the option to do that on American Express, on City, and on Capital One. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind, too, that it's good to have transferable options, whether you want to use them directly through their, through their portals or if you want to transfer them to the airlines outright you can absolutely do so. So again, if you're looking for more information on that, be sure to listen to some of the episodes that have 
breakdowns on the award programs each and of their own. So that way that can help you make a well-advised decision on one, how you want to adjust your spending, and two, thinking about your travel habits on where your points and miles are going to go further. For me, it's all about the transferable points. They have been my bread and butter and will continue to be my bread and butter as well. Unless, of course, I'm trying to chase a sign-up bonus, then that obviously temporarily takes the cake. But in the meantime, transferable points are going to be a little more useful for you than having points that, you're, that are just going to be sitting in one pot. That also being said, if you know you're going to be flying one carrier more than another, it's good to have that in your pocket so you can avoid the check-back fees. This is really in specific for um, most carriers except Southwest. Um, so if you know you're dedicated primarily to American, to JetBlue, to Delta, United, etc., having at least one of their credit cards on hand can help you avoid those check-back fees. I know for myself, I don't check a bag too often, but there are going to be some trips coming up in the next year where we will have to check a bag since we are going to be gone for roughly a week longer, a week or so at a time, and during colder times of the year, too, when you've got to pack more clothes to stay warm. So having at least those so you can avoid the check bag fees is a nice little perk on top of that, too. So however you figure out your spending, just figure out where do you see yourself going? Who do you travel with the most? Whether it be with airlines, whether it even be with hotels, too. Haven't even touched on that, and that'll be another story for another day as well. Um, think about where you're going, what programs do you utilize the most, and what's going to give you the best value. That way, you can really just start thinking about where, those, where that spending on your cards are going, and You'll see the points multiply without ease. Of course, you can tell that we taped that a little bit earlier on, just so we had some episodes of the tank ready to go. Um, since then, a few product changes have occurred um, in terms of now getting the Amex Platinum that is now officially in my arsenal. The green card has been since upgraded to the gold as it stands. Uh, because just quite simply, we want to take advantage of the AMX Platinum benefits, and now we have the, the ability to do so. So, a little bit of a minor edit since the time of taping. And that is to the points for this week. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, please feel free to shoot me an email. My, uh, my email is joetothepoints at gmail.com. Um, if you're interested in the consultation, happy to sit down and discuss that with you as well. Um, once again, because your strategies may be different today than maybe what they were three years ago. In three years from now, they could be different than what they are at the moment. So really just kind of taking it from a year-by-year -year approach, but thinking of a big picture is always going to help you get on the way at the end of the day. Next week, it's going to be all about Amex membership rewards. So excited to sit down and discuss that with you in further detail. And we've got some other great episodes coming up in the tank. If you haven't had a chance to hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast, please do so and leave a review. It definitely helps grow the show just a little bit more. Until we talk again, I'll see you on your next trip. Thanks to the points.